was a great weekend. It was cold, but it was a great weekend. And we still do not have a head coach, nor will we anytime soon. We're talking about our Atlanta Falcons, who have requested second interviews with Harbaugh, with Mike McDonald, the Ravens' D.C., with Anthony Weaver, the Ravens' assistant head coach. And, Mike, we know Bill Belichick already had his second interview. But let's start there, because when we left the show Friday, we told you guys, anything could happen over the weekend. What they did over the weekend was interview more candidates. Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick, Raheem Morris, Joe Brady, all interviewed over the weekend. Now, Mike, word on the street is, and we don't start rumors on this show, I just talk about them once they're out that there could be some conflict in the front office when it comes to Bill Belichick. Yeah, a number of guys reporting this, and then Bill Simmons was sounding off on his podcast, the New England writer, basketball, you know you know Bill Simmons, guys. He was basically saying from what he's hearing is that uh, Arthur Blank wants Belichick, which I think is what I was screaming about on Friday. But the front office, air quotes, uh, is against it. Well, who's the front office? That's Rich McKay. Because Terry is a junior partner, not trying to be dismissive, we just think it sort of played out that way when we saw the press conference when Arthur got fired. So, Rich McKay perhaps would be the impediment, and I'm saying that's good. And I hope in this case, Rich continues to be the impediment for Belichick. But would Rich be the impediment for a guy like Harbaugh? Under this, in, in different apples to oranges, but maybe Harbaugh doesn't want to have Rich McKay over his shoulder either. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've said this. I know what's important to Belichick. I don't know what's important to Harbaugh. Maybe, maybe Jim just wants to come coach. And Jim does get a second interview, too. He does. And if he wants to just come coach, then maybe this is a different scenario. And let me say this about Terry Fontenot as well. Um, I wouldn't want Belichick to come in and have all that power either. I got to stand up for what I've worked for my entire life for, Mike, right. for this opportunity to be a general manager and to be involved in the process to build teams. If you allow him to have all the power, okay, Mike's been saying it. What are you doing? I really don't need you. And so it may be more than just rich, but I do think rich is the key right. in this equation. But I think everybody that's involved with this, really doesn't want just one guy. And, guys, there should be checks and balances here. There shouldn't be just one dude run. I'm telling you, I, I talked to a bunch of people over the weekend. All these front offices, they may be layered differently, but nobody has complete control over everything that happens, Mike. You've got to have a say. Somebody else does. Right. There are checks and balances. If you don't allow that to happen with Belichick, then you're giving him what he had in New England. And I got to say, the last five years, that hasn't worked. That's right. concerning. The guys, the last guys that have that kind of power, Belichick obviously had it. You know, Holmgren had it. Maybe used to call him the big show. Correct. Right when he went to Seattle because he used to butt heads with the general manager in Green Bay. Uh, Bill Walsh had total control in San Francisco. You guys, you know, John, Jimmy Johnson had it in Miami. But it's just nowadays. And by the way, right. it didn't work in Miami. No. And Jimmy Johnson. Didn't work. Jimmy could, he could draft some great defensive pieces. Couldn't draft offense to save his life the last few years he was down there with uh, Marino. But getting back to, to Belichick, I'm with you. I don't want Belichick making the personnel decisions. I really am turned off, as are most of our audience, by his his coaching staff, which, look, as much as his brand has taken a hit, their brand is. Matt Patricia won't even be retained by the Eagles in any, fa in any capacity, it sure looks like now. Uh, Josh McDaniels isn't exactly the same hot brand that he was, you know, seven or eight years ago before he started flaming out as head coach. So I just, it, it's, it, the good news is you got maybe Rich McKay is our firewall against Bill Belichick. The bad news is he also might be the same reason Jim Harbaugh doesn't come here. What is, how does Rabel feel about Rich McKay? Because well, some people also feel that our coach, our, our, our owner is not going to hire a coach who has not been a head coach before. And that would limit us to Harbaugh. And Belichick and Vrabel. I don't believe that. I hope not either. I, I think you got to take the best potential candidate. Sometimes you might get surprised. Mike, you brought up Mike McDaniel earlier with the Dolphins. Who would have expected that? Mike McDaniel said, 
his whole goal as an assistant and his years of like kind of working through the you know working working his way up, he said, "I just hope to get in a room one day and talk to an owner." One shot, he got it, and then he got hired. I don't want to limit us as a fan base right. to three guys. I told you I'll take two over the one. You know the two over the one for me, but I don't want to limit that. And I don't think Arthur Blank should limit that either, Mike. And I think I hope he is far enough in this process as an owner now 20 years more in. You have to know that you can't just target one or two guys and say this is it. I right. think you're you're doing yourself a disjustice. And I just think or, or, or uh, a uh, disservice. disservice, excuse me. I just think that because of the assistant coaches that haven't panned. Look, Mike Smith was one of the best coaches this franchise ever had. Dan Quinn, we don't have to rehash Super Bowl. We, we know how that went. And if it, uh, you know, if it had worked, then we would not be talking about the, the power base and how it works and what's the flow chart with general manager, coach, and you know, team president. But it hasn't. And so you get back to it. I, and because we've not had assistants to have become head coaches win, maybe Arthur is locked in that I've got to have a guy who's an HC. You just mentioned we were talking off the air. I'd love to have see what Aaron Glenn has to say about this. You guys watched Hard Knocks two seasons ago, the job he's doing with D.C. With, and that's still an improving defense. They don't have all the pieces there. they got Hutchinson, but they're missing some pieces. Then you look at Ben Johnson, his development of, of what you've seen with, uh, with, uh, with golf. I mean, you've got guys are – there's guys out there. Slowick would kind of be like what uh, Mike McDonald uh, – sorry, what um, – Mike McDaniel. Mike Mc, it's funny. There's a McDonald, a McDaniel, and a Johnson. Get it right. straight. That's right. But uh, what uh, what you saw down in Miami? Could you capture that same thing? Because it's also coming off the Harbaugh coaching tree. Yeah. But he's still relatively inexperienced. Just one year as as official OC. Here's the thing with, with McKay. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, and it's going to play a role. He will have a say in however this goes down because he's had a say forever. Part of it is Mike. There's no one in the building that has as much experience. Okay or as much cachet that Rich does. If you had two of those guys in the building, this may look differently. So when the hiring process takes place, all right, you can go back to Thomas Dimitrov. Thomas was coming in as a first-time general manager. He didn't have the clout that a Rich McKay had 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 and the success. So what happens? I'm going to lean on you for advice. And as that process continues to happen, and this is happening now with the next guy that comes in, Everybody continues to lean on him for advice. But, Mike, you know what that does? It allows you to regain Mm -hmm. the power that you've eventually lost when you were the general manager because now, well, you're taking my suggestions and we're forming this team. If you had other guys with clout like Rich McKay in that building who have done as much as he's done, and I'm not disrespecting his resume, but you don't. So what's everybody do? They lean on yeah. him well, to I mean, for this like, decision. He's Arthur Blank's crutch. He's Arthur Blank's security blanket. Jeff Schultz, Jeff, you're supposed to be retired. Even Jeff came out of uh, retirement on Twitter today to say, yes, in the past, some candidates have considered Rich McKay's presence to be a potential obstacle in the past few years. He can't confirm how Belichick feels about this. Jeff goes on on Twitter, something you and I have talked about a few weeks ago. Blank was involved. McKay was was heavily involved, and then he was no longer the GM when they hired Dimitrov. Then his responsibility was getting the team built and league responsibilities. Then later on, Rich McKay comes back to your point to a position of power in the organization. How does that happen? The pecking order that happens because you're hiring first-time general managers who are skeptical about whether or not they're doing the right thing, and mm-hmm. I'm going to lean on you. And all of a sudden, if I lean on you enough, guess what? This is what I think we should do. But that's why you – I mean, we, we heard this back in the day. You hired – you know, the coach was hired four days before the general manager. But let Terry Fontenot cook. If you have confidence in this man's ability and his track record in New Orleans, let the man do the job he was signed to do. 
You know, and that's where it got a little nebulous about, well, Arthur wants to draft this guy. So maybe that's why we got Pitts. And then, well, what, what exactly do we know? We know Fontenot can certainly pick good free agents. Spend $130 million on the right guys to help Ryan Nielsen's defense take a big leap this year. You know what happens ultimately in these situations is Blank goes to Rich and says, do you think we're doing the right thing? And Rich either goes yay or nay, right? But is it a conflict of interest if you're going to be Belichick's going to be here and there's going to be a power play and you guys are going to be fighting and Belichick's going to come oh, up and take it over? There's not going to be a power play. Belichick's going to get it his way. Correct. Because he's going to be making $20 million. <laughs> Big bank, take little bank, Mike. I mean, I'm sorry. That, that, that's just what's going to happen. Now, if you're going to hire a coach that makes $5 million with little experience, to your point, that's a different conversation. That dude's not coming in here to say, I'm meeting with this guy, whoever that is, four or five times a week. It's not happening. My biggest fear is that what you just said, Carl, and then Belichick comes in and says, I don't want Terry here anymore. That's my biggest fear. Well, it shouldn't happen. I've said it. Uh, it's, you talk about you know hiring your first black general manager, and then all of a sudden, Mike, he's not good enough for the job. I just I think it's a right. terrible look for the, for the front office. It's a, it's a good look, to your point, if you allow him to do his job, which I hope he is. And I told you guys last week, he's in on these interviews, right. and I think he should be. And I think everybody that – is making this decision with all the checks and balances in that front office should be in on the, in, 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 in the interview. If Mr. Blank is the only one in the room, Mike, sitting around a table, and I'm not just guessing right. how this is going, and he says, I want this, and the four other people in the room go, I don't, hopefully he listens to the four other yeah. people. And look, as we said, we've got a good rapport with Rich, but some people would say it's a definition of insanity. If Rich is involved in this and you've never won a Super Bowl here, and again, we know what happened in 16, but you haven't done jack the last six seasons, so why is he a voice? I mean, I mean, you better go hire Corn Frickin' Ferry, right? Go hire one of those ridiculous consulting firms for whatever they charge, a quarter of a, mil, a billion dollars, or I mean, sorry, a quarter of a million, whatever those idiots cars charge, Carl, because Arthur Blank is still leaning on Rich for these decisions. Look, I don't want Belichick. We've already laid that reason, the reasoning out. But if this costs us a, a chance at a Harbaugh or a Vrabel, well, then that's a problem too, isn't it? 